AI-generated art and graphics? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. And this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time it is, wherever you are. We are on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. You should be here with us in the chat room. But if you can't this time, then be there next week. And if you just can't because you simply live in a time zone where you're sleeping while we do this, these shows do get released to the Mac Voices feed, lightly edited and broken up into pieces a little bit later. So you get to enjoy them even though you can't be here. Or move. Uh, or move. Yeah, there's <laughs> yes. a there's a solution. That's good. I like that. I yeah. like that. Or just be sleep deprived like the rest of us. I mean, <laughs> like, why, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I know some great, great realtors. <laughs> so we have a nice little full house here tonight and a bunch of things to uh, to talk about. But um, a couple of things I wanted to do, a couple of shout outs I wanted to give before we go. Um, Brittany Smith can't be here with us tonight. She's a little under the weather. So, Britt, hope you're feeling better. Um, Jeff Gamut couldn't be here tonight because he's presenting to um, one of the Colorado Macintosh user groups. So, Jeff, good job. Keep up. Keep up the good work. Jim Ray can't be here tonight because it's his birthday. So no excuse. Happy birthday, Jim. And if if we will consider singing happy birthday to you, all of us in after dark, but we're not going to do it now because we might break YouTube. Um, Brian Flanagan Arthurs can't be here tonight because he's celebrating his wedding anniversary. So, Brian, happy anniversary. She put up with you this long. That's good. Are they connected in some way? The birthday and the anniversary. It's too much of a coincidence. I don't know. It's just working out that way. And the last one is not for a a regular panel member, but um, Ken Ray has been off air since last week. Uh, He came down with COVID. And Mm. so today was his first show back. And he still sounds a little rough. So we love you, Ken. We're glad you're feeling better. Um, We missed you. I I feel so uninformed during that whole week of your absence. So... Um, so with that, I have a couple things that I wanted to bring to table before we get to uh, some of the um, some of the regular stories. Um, I am back from uh, the 57 year mission Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, and of course, it was a little weird because of the of the strike about what they could the the, the actors could and could not talk about. Several of them, um, Armin Shimmerman and um, and uh, shit, I can't can't call it right now. Um, Anson, Anson Mount did a great job of trying to explain from the writers and actors perspectives, what, what the strike is about and why, and why they're so head up over it. One of those things is the use of artificial intelligence and digital copies of, and digital creations of actors and, um, and that kind of thing, including their voices. So I thought it was really interesting that when they were auctioning off the artwork that had been used for this year's conference, that someone asked who the artist was, and the auctioneer said he goes by two initials, AI. Hmm. Ah. So 
Yeah. So I just throw it out there. Um, if you, you can look up the 57 year mission, um, at creative entertainment and hopefully by now they, they, I don't think they've taken anything down and you can get a little bit of sample of, of some of that artwork, but it was just, I thought it was a really interesting factor. Um, it, it was, and probably without the strike, you would have thought, Oh, that's cool. But with the strike, it seemed a little strange. So I don't know. Have any of you played with any of the, uh, the image generators or, or anything like that? Mm-hmm. No. No, but there's 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 an interesting correlation. Um, There's an artist by the name of Howard Chaikin who did a comic book called American Flag back in the 80s where he kind of must have had a crystal ball looking into the future for this because the main character is an actor who gets replaced on his TV show by computer-generated images. And so his only training is being a Plexus Ranger. So that's what he goes out and does instead of being an actor. And as soon as I, I heard about the actor strike and, and, you know, what it, one of the, you know, some of the things that, that they were looking at and fighting about, it was, that was like the very first thing that came to mind that, that this was something that was foretold in uh, a comic book back in 1985 or 1986. It, it, I think it really is interesting um, that, you know, that just that happened, that, you know, that, that this and then I was anxious to see if any of you guys did it. And Webb, thank you very much, because I just dove right in after doing all the all the shout outs. I forgot to introduce the panel. So, geez, <laughs> I, yes, I am sleep deprived. It was a good time, but I'm sleep deprived. So let's go around there and then we'll pick this conversation back up. So the guy commenting was. Guy Searle. Guy, Hi, Chuck. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. David Ginsburg is out of position on my screen. He's in the upper right-hand corner tonight. I don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to build a new chair, which I'm sitting in right now. So that, that kind of delayed me uh, getting here earlier. So, but I'm, You uh, had to build to... the chair? Yeah, this is a brand new chair I'm sitting in. You mean put together? You didn't or, build the I'm chair. I'm sorry. Put together. Assembly. Okay. Yeah. For a second, I was going to be really pro- impressed pro- by the hand... The hand stitching and everything. Yeah, well, stone, yeah. stone knives and bear yeah. claws is what he had to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but good to be here. Good to have you. Ben Rathick is here as well. Ben, good to have you. Good to be here. And guy, I am now hungry because you said bear claw. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elephant ears. Is that better? <laughs> Not really. Well, I, I hadn't thought about being hungry until you said it, Ben. Now, thank you very much. <laughs> Eric Bolden is here, still hanging out in the Zen Garden. Yeah. Eric, good to have you. I was doing well until all that food mentioned, but it's <laughs> it's, it's State Fair Week in Wisconsin, so oh. I'm going to go wander around at the fair and pick up samples of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's been deep fried, right? Of yeah. There's even the, I, even the oil is deep fried. There's a list. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing <laughs> like, you know, bacon wraps, uh, Twinkies, uh, bratwurst. Oh, oh. Twinkies are good too. Yeah. yeah. Deep but yeah. N- now Deep I want to be in West bacon, bacon wrapped Twinkies. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to show it that. <laughs> Let's see here. 151 to 94, 94 million dollar right idea. to the fairgrounds. <laughs> I guarantee Eric's just going to send us a picture from the bacon wrapped deep fried Twinkie booth. 
<laughs> I hope so because that I mean see I want a so link. I don't I don't I don't want pictures. I want links. <laughs> Just that sounds that sounds kind of good. I don't know about the deep fried part, but maybe yeah. just oh, never mind. Kelly Gumat's here. <laughs> Kelly, good to have you. Nice to be here. Yeah, we haven't seen you for a little while. Yeah, I was uh, I was traveling. I was out and about. Um, I went to D.C. for a week um, for work, and the week before that, I was at the Penn State Mac Admins Conference. So, wait a minute. You were in D.C. and then you went to Penn State. Well, no, the other way around, but yeah. You had to drive almost right by my house. I didn't know that, or we would have stopped. Okay. Well, next time. Yeah. Next summer, when I go to Penn State, um, I will absolutely make sure that we stop. Yeah, please do, because I'm I'm just trying to think to go to from D.C. to Penn State, you mm-hmm. almost certainly had to come up uh, Route 81, I would think. I believe you. Yeah. And so that's just a stone <laughs> throw from where I am. So there you go. I have no idea. I was not the person. I was, I was, I was knitting socks the entire time. So I don't know. Yeah. A guy, you're right. She could have come up 15, which would have been even closer to my house. So yeah. Web just Bixby is 70 here. until it runs out and then you're on 15. Yeah. Web Bixby is here um, with a, with an aerial view of his hometown. Chuck, good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, do you do you want to explain? You were saying in the pre-show. Can you explain what we're seeing behind you? Oh, that that's uh, downtown Kansas City. I have a condominium on the north side of of Kansas City, and that's just uh, a view off the balcony looking towards the city. So that's downtown Kansas City. Very nice. Very nice. The big question is: Is the foreground KCMO or KCKS? No. If you're looking at that picture, Kansas City, Kansas is going to be on. My right, so going to be that way. Mm-hmm. So that's Missouri there. Kansas is over there. Good to have you, Webb. Thank you, <laughs> Mark Fuccio. You're usually the guy with the background. I think Webb's trying to give you some competition. Competition is good. All competition is welcome. I recognize uh, the St. Louis skyline uh, from a cross country Kansas drive Kansas City. years ago, where we went through, uh, you know, uh, Kansas City. Oh. Um, so what is, what is your background tonight, Mark? Oh, Sonoma County. Another Sonoma theme. Oh, okay. So this, you just got Sonoma on the brain. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's, it will stop. You know, it will, it will stop once something happens, uh, you know, from Cupertino in terms of release to the world. But uh, uh, until then, we're just uh, anxiously waiting. Good deal. Thanks for being here. Well, I jumped the gun right. a little bit on on AI generated art. Um, anybody have any any thoughts or that? I know I didn't see anybody say they played with it. I think we've all played with some of the large language models, but I haven't. I've, I've played just a little bit with some of the images, um, but I just our image creation software. Mm-hmm. And now seeing what I saw, it makes me want to go play a little more and see just what I can get out. I think all of I, us have a little bit. In, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> it, anything that you do that can be considered, uh, you know, photoshopping as a verb, um, you know, a certain amount of that is sort of the the beta version of what AI can do for you now. But it's um, it starts with an A and I'm not going to remember the name of it. I want to say it's Aurora and I don't think that's right. Um, 
uh, was a previous iteration of photo editing software where uh, you have a beautiful photo, but you've got power lines through it. You know, you made this great picture, but you want to get the power line out of it. You can take the little uh, stamp and go over the power line and then it will take the power line out of the picture for you. And that's the same sort of thing because it's using, it's not necessarily generating something new, but it's trying to recreate what would be there if the power line wasn't in the middle of your photo. And that's a very similar <clears throat> a very similar thing. It's less sophisticated, but it's a very similar thing to what uh, the AI part of um, art generation, like not generative, but like in retouching and repairing pictures and things, that's kind of where uh, some of that AI would be really nice. Um, I can see, I haven't seen a good case made for doing it instead of having a person do it yet. I haven't, I haven't found that particular thing. So um, I haven't spent a lot of time with it. I'm also, uh, as much as I enjoy various art in various formats, um, I'm not a very artistic person. So I would have to lean really heavily on something like AI just to get a stick figure that I could draw and then not have to show it to you and go, look, it's a stick figure. See, there's the head and there's the arms and there's like, because that's about the level of my drawing ability. Um, <clears throat> so it'd be great for someone like me, but I haven't seen I haven't seen a place where it makes sense to do that. And that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I've just looked for all kinds of different applications of it and not found anything except uh, we took this AI model and created this artwork to freak you out. Did it work? Like, that's the only thing I've seen for most of it so yeah. far. I've seen a couple of folks playing with it when it first came out. Uh, or when some of the things first became publicly available, where they put themselves as an astronaut on the moon, or you know, different versions of of someone, and that was really interesting. At MacStock, there it got really out of hand one night when there was a piece of software for the phone that people were using to create AI images or alter images of themselves. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it, it gave me like five versions of me, including one that's female, which is deeply disturbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Says who? And why um, isn't that hosting tonight? That's what I want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that photo will has been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It, put it to put it mildly, but it, it just, it, it's an interesting toy to play with, but if you were making your living at it, I can see how you would want to be very careful about having signing away your rights to it because it's going to do nothing but get better. So, I, I you know, the, the strike we we weren't going to, not going to talk about strike, but I think I think for folks to go out and understand a little bit why it's such an important thing. And I think. Is, What's next is the part that is the most concerning because we don't know. Yeah. And <clears throat> given the things that you can see already, like deep fake, you know, that which is a, a you know, the first wave of stuff that went around to freak everybody out. Um, that's one of the ways that this stuff is being used. And, you know, for every, you know, for, for everything, like a tool is a tool, right? But if you don't go about developing that tool and start from the very beginning with a perspective on how people could be using it, who have misusing it. nefarious intent, mm -hmm. 
Like what happens if a bad actor gets a hold of this, whatever it is you're working on? What happens if somebody uses this in a way that I don't want? And, you know, and I don't mean like, I'm going to say gif and you disagree that that's how it's said. I mean, like, you know, uh, ill-gotten money, ill-gotten files, ill-gotten information, ill-gotten passwords, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of those things, you know, like, because that's one of the things we hear now, right? Like when you answer the phone, if it's an unknown number, don't say hello, because as soon as you say hello, they can take your voice and run with it. And now somebody's calling my mom pretending to be me in jail and needs Western Union to send a six digit number of dollars immediately to a bank in the Cayman Islands because reasons Mm -hmm. and I'm in jail. Right. But it sounds like me. So like all these kinds of things a lot of what's getting lost in this initial wave of learning model is if this is what we can teach it now, where's it going to go? And I understand the interest of full disclosure. This is the part where I tell you, I hosted a podcast about four seasons of Westworld. (laughs) (laughs) And every year, all we said was, I really don't want it to be a documentary. And every year we would get the little supplemental materials or whatever. And they would say, you know, we set this in the future and it's supposed to look made up, but I don't think anyone like Jonah Nolan, like every season says, said, I don't think people watching Westworld appreciate how close we are to some of the things that you see on the show. And that is the thing that I hear in my head every time another one of these comes out, every time there's a new one of these models and a new or a new iteration of one, you know, it was GPT-4 and now it's going to be GPT-5 or GPT-6 or whatever. And figuring out what we can, what can happen with it next is the part that uh, nobody's kind of stopping and thinking about. And I think that's, that's the part that should really worry everybody, not just what it can do now. Well, Kelly, you know, we're, we've, we've all seen some of the deep fake stuff already. That, you know, is and it's usually applied to well-known celebrities. And so, but we are starting to fast approach because of the voice, the voice capabilities and the deep fake capabilities where did politician A say, really say that? Or did politician B really say that? You know, so, yeah, it's it's a slippery slope. And again, you know, the, and and to be fair, the politicians make their money off of their their faces and their voices in a lot of cases. So they have some of the same concerns that the actors are expressing. And it's with them, it's not a case of them being able to sign or not sign over the rights to it. It's right. just somebody's taking it and then using it for, as you said, nefarious purposes. Yeah. So well, and and the other piece of this is that, you know, there's the thing that a lot of them don't have is any sort of guardrail. Like there's no way to opt out on mm-hmm. a lot of these. Like if you have an image on your website, say you're a photographer. Um, I went to a meetup over the weekend that was photographers and went on a photo walk and we were all, you know, walking around and taking pictures and stuff. And if I took those pictures and I put them on my website and someone decided they wanted to feed my website to their learning model and use the pictures that I took, there's there's not an easy way, a clearly defined way for me to go, that's that's not happening. I want out. I, I don't want to be part of that mm-hmm. learning model. And <clears throat> that's the part that I think we're never going to get over and we're never going to get around because the people responsible for those don't understand that there could be 
people or information or images or any other, you know, text, anything that people would not want to share in order to feed the models and make them smarter and better and, you know, taller, thinner, better looking, whatever. And that's the part that I think we're never going to get around because the people who are doing this are really myopic in their view of what needs to be there. You know, like, um, like on Facebook when it's like, you know, why don't you want to check in every place and share your location with the free world? You know, because nobody thought about, I'm a person who lives by myself and I don't think it's a good idea to broadcast the fact that I'm not home, you know, like basic things like that, like don't seem to occur to other people who are not, who are not taking into account that there are other people who have points of views that are not their own. Or they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. That's a separate conversation guy. (laughs) What what you're describing is exactly what happened to you at MacStock. Now, I want to I want to say <laughs> clearly that you know this was all in fun and it I wasn't upset and I'm not upset now so none of that I mean it was it was a bunch of geeks getting together and playing with with the tech toys okay but somebody took a photo of me that I didn't consent to didn't even know had been taken and that's oh. what they used to generate okay. the model now again you know it, it's everybody's laughing about it and that's fine but. You know, if you stop and think, okay, if I if I had been in a different situation where I didn't want to have my photo taken and have it manipulated. And so, you know, that's something that we were all sitting there taking each other's pictures and playing with it. And that's, you know, again, that's clearly consent. The particular picture they used of me, um, I think, how do they say it? They employ one guy employed another guy as his agent to get my picture. And so, you know, that paparazzi. Well, there you go, guy. Well, I mean, Karazzi. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Clo- closed circuit television, you know, cameras, cameras, uh, you know, in Europe and in the UK, like out in, in all the public spaces where people are just out walking around. And by virtue of going to the store, you've been recorded somewhere. And, you know, there's going to come a point when those models are smart enough that, you know, that that big camera that, stares right at you when you walk into the grocery store somebody can take that and make you the star of the next star wars movie you know if they felt like it and maybe there's nothing you can do about that and maybe for some people it's a not it's not a problem but maybe for other people it's huge um has anybody seen the new uh, mission impossible okay then we're not going to get into that i did i did see it okay you did see it guy yeah. Okay, so maybe we can have a conversation offline because I do not want to do any spoilers for this, for any of the other panel members or the audience. But, you know, there are things that the only thing I will say is if you remember on the unfortunate incident in Las Vegas where they they had the shooter and, you know, they were able to track him around Las Vegas after the fact by the security cameras, you know, that's a very real thing. Yeah. So, you know, it. To what degree or how often or how quickly, you know, so just some interesting stuff that as technology people, uh, both all of us and the the viewers and listeners, you should be aware of that, that these are very real, real world concerns that now we're having to figure out. And yeah. it's starting to affect a lot of people's daily lives and in some industries, their livelihoods. So pay attention. Yeah, I mean. I think at this point, the theme of the 21st century 
is technology making it to market before we know the uh, legal and moral ramifications of it? Don't you think that's been that's been sort of the way it's gone, though, Ben? I mean, yeah. think about think think about uh, ripping CDs, ripping CDs, or you know, duplicating, or man, go the whole way back to um, cassette tapes or reel to reel, you know, and the ability to copy from one to the other, and nobody really appreciated just how that any of those could transform the music industry, and then you get into pirating video and pirating software, and on and on and on. So, you know, it, it seems like the the legal parts and sometimes the, the moral and ethical parts are way behind the technology. They absolutely are because people aren't thinking about the ethical in look at this cool thing I did with four lines of code or whatever. Yeah. Like people. And then even if they are like, you know, to use the the image at the grocery store example, like I know people who have a vested interest in not having that information available. They've been stalked. They've been cyber stalked. They've been, you know, they're, they have a vested interest in making sure that there are people in the world who have absolutely no idea where they are and what they are doing and where they normally go. And having that information available in any format can be a problem. And if you are a person who has never had that experience and it doesn't matter to you if somebody knows that you go to the grocery store every Tuesday afternoon, that's fine. But your experience is not the only experience. I mean, this is nowhere near as impactful to me personally, but I have a reasonably low voice for a female person. And uh, the S lady is the first time I could talk to an automated thing and it actually heard me because until that moment until the iphone 4s if i called up and got an auto attendant and tried to tell it anything they couldn't hear me none of them were ever able to respond to me and Hmm. two different times i remember people saying oh right well you're female and it has a hard time with female voices and you know why that is because nobody had a woman on the team that built that melon farming auto attendant. Because if there had been one, she would have said, it never hears me. And that would have been accounted for. And it wasn't. And so maybe she didn't get it right 100% of the time when they rolled her out on the iPhone 4S. But you know what? At any moment, even if it was wrong, the S lady knew what I was saying, knew that I was saying something maybe couldn't parse it, but knew that I was talking and that it needed to take some sort of action. And that was the first time that ever happened for me. And Mm. so to me, it was actually a revolutionary experience because at least I finally had something that could get it wrong. Because before that, it was just nothing at all in so many cases. And the number of people, and of course I say this, going on and on while my voice is still kind of bad because I got sick and I'm recovering. But the the thing that baffles me about all of this is something very basic like that. Or, you know, I'm left-handed. And the the amount of things in the world that are designed where no one ever thinks, what if the person doing this doesn't you does not use their right hand, doesn't have a right hand? What how does somebody how is somebody supposed to navigate this thing in a in a slightly different way? And nobody, nobody 
gave that any consideration in the amount of time that happens. And I know there are people on, on the panel with me who could probably rattle some of those examples off um, is fascinating. And again, not as impactful as I am a person whose physical well-being depends on that of other people, um, on other people not knowing where I am or not knowing what I'm doing. There are people who should not have that information. Like this is not a fundamental safety issue, but the fact that it happens on that level means that it continues on a much, much larger scale exactly like that. And that's the, and the fact that nobody stops and goes, wait a minute, what if, what if my experience is not the only experience? Um, Mark Webb, Eric, you guys have been kind of quiet through this discussion. Any any thoughts from any of your perspectives? Does this concern you, or is it? In- well, um, I'd refer back to uh, the Hollywood strike because I think that uh, you know I've I've read or I've heard the similar thing about. I guess they're worried about you know a lot of actors or maybe you know stand-ins that you know they're being asked you know to give away their rights to all sorts of future. And to me, that's an example of, you know, sort of a, you know, an overly broad ask uh, or bordering on, I don't know exactly if it's, uh, you know, how it's been brought up, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, like uh, you go out and you get a job, you know, you're an extra or you're a star in a particular movie, period. That's it. And discussion, you know, it should be, that for all future things, you know, they have to pay uh, a royalty and it shouldn't matter if it's uh, you're using your flesh and blood or if you're using an image that is uh, manipulated uh, using uh, AI and ML techniques to look like you, you you should be paid for that. You know, so, you know, in in that regard, you know, I in uh, high sympathy with uh, with the actors, you know, the writer's strike, I really don't know a lot about uh, what the issues are, um, but you know, I I think that um, you know, AI is going to be really useful tools. And what I've seen, and I the, the the people I know who are using a Chat GPT, it's really great for just you know mind numbing, boring uh, text, <laughs> like most corporate IT sites. You know, where you know you just need something, and you kind of convey some sort of message, and it really doesn't have to be creative or inspired or point on. And I think that's where differences with a lot of what talented scriptwriters do is they create stories that actually move and excite people and touch them emotionally. And I I don't think we've seen anything yet that you know Chat GPT you know can produce that anyone would claim that it has that level of capability. So um, you know I as I say I don't understand quite what their issues are, but um, We'll see what happens. This is, I think, a fundamental uh, turning point in, uh, you know, in this industry. And I, I think also historically, you know, the the Hollywood studios have a legacy of you know just years and years and years of bad karma on them. It seems like the whole industry is built upon level by level by level, where each level tries to screw and take advantage of you know the one below it. Um, you know, for example, you know, way back when, uh, you know, LG. LGB, you know, Lyndon Johnson's LJB, you know, his uh, top aide, Sam Valenti, when Johnson left, he went to the MPAA. And what's the first thing he got passed as a lobbyist? Some change in the tax laws, which allows what uh, you know, studios do now is a movie becomes a corporation. And, you know, all the payment it makes to directors and stars and things, 
if they're smart and adverse, you know, it gets uh, paid above the line, you know, so-called, you know, above the profit line. And, you know, they would, you know, one of the classic things that Hollywood uh, studios would do to take advantage of uh, writers. And I think, you know, that's a, in the street term, that's called screw the writers. But, you know, I think in polite society, we say it's take advantage of them, uh, is they'd say, oh, well, we'll give you, you know, 5% of the profits. Well, guess what? You know, they at that point, they knew who the Mark and the Patsy was because movies never show profits. You know, all the all the money gets leached out, you know, uh, above the line well in advance. So um, interesting diversion. But uh, bring it back, you know, I think, uh, yes, uh, I think the these image generation tools and voice generation tools are going to get uh, continually better. You know, Apple, there's been a bunch of mentions on them recently about what they will do, you know, for, you know, generating your own voice. So um, you will have to watch it. It's um, interesting technology moving ahead at a rapid rate. Web. I I was just going to kind of strap yourself in and go for the right. Um, It, I go back to when QuickTime, and uh, so I'm talking early 90s, maybe late 80s, and they just started doing the QuickTime streaming. And I was on a dial-up connection, and I was sitting in my office, and I, I got to some classical radio station in Germany, okay, over dial-up. And it was cutting up and, and, and lagging and just doing all the things. It was terrible. Um, and I was showing it to someone. They go, "So what?" And I says, "The the point is not how good is it now, is that the, they got the foundation. It's going to get better." So regarding the the chat AI type stuff and all the other offshoots, um, as Mark said and Kelly too, it, it's going to continue to get better. And I do have some um, concerns about false uh, imposters. Uh, um and, and you know from a business standpoint that has me concerned um um so i you know it, it's in its infancy it's going to get better uh we got to be cautious of it but i don't know what i'm getting afraid of right now i do agree that that as we look at the writer strike um um i think that's a little bit different issue because um uh aside from the chat um, the AI aspects of it, also the aspects of um, um, some of the other things, but the streaming and, and the multiple methods of how uh, content is distributed. I think that's a separate issue than what we were talking about right now. But um, uh, it's, I can see the concerns about it. I think some people are a little overreacting to it just yet. Um, um, you don't want to. Uh, uh, handicap it or, or um, before it gets somewhere. So anyway, it, it's interesting. Uh, from a business standpoint, my business, I do have some concerns. Not sure what I'm concerned about just yet, but it could get ugly. So yeah, could be used improperly. I'll put it that way. The panel finishes up our conversation about computer-generated art and graphics before digging into the issue of Zoom using your conversations to train their large language model. What does it mean for Zoom? What does it mean for you? And what does it mean in the broader perspective? That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. 
Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.